babies. Can't wait. <laughs> Recording I, in progress. I just need to get some sleep and a towel for the sweat that's dripping off of my. You still, you're still feeling the uh, the old bumpy, bumpy bumps from the shot there, a, Raven. I had a fever. Like, I AIDS. Well, no, they asked me if I had HIV, and I said no. Dormant could be dormant. Oh, There's been man, cases. Dude. dude, I'm not joking. When I woke up at 3 a.m., I thought I was fucking Michael J. Fox. The shaking I was doing, and I couldn't get the chills out of my body. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm dying. I'm, I'm all good with that. <laughs> we'll see. I, I don't. Fine, that's fine. Call me a pussy all you want. I'm dead. No, I'm good. Do your civil duty. Ray's just being every a fucking day. drama queen. I wash my Ray, hands. Ray's you fucking said you died when you got the J and J. Yeah, I get, I told you the experience. And that was it. I didn't I labor just, on for the fucking a day texting. Oh, I'm going to die. Oh, I'm so hot. I'm pooping my pants. Ooh. Oh, I didn't put my pants. I, I just told pants. you that. And you know what? I did a show while still going through it. And I am too. That was it. I'm I, doing two that shows. Was it. Suck it, bitch tits. <laughs> Bunch of pussies. All right. <laughs> welcome to the Mind Sports Show, Wednesday edition, May 26th. Nice. Welcome to the show. Decent recovery there, huh? Very good. I was impressed. Nice. Uh, this show, per usual, White Birch. Uh, is anyone drinking White Birch? Ray, you're on the water, I'm guessing. I'm on the water. Bill, you were just going straight nicotine. And what? Uh, see, water. this is water. Your, your camera's water. so bad, I thought that that was like... A vodka bottle? No, I thought it was a soap. Like you were like <laughs> a push soap. <laughs> hey. So terrible. You can blame my work for this. I'm, I'm not upgrading. Now what do you have just, for lights on right now, man? It's like a fucking... Every fucking light in my house. Is that better? We'll sit in the dark. No, it's terrible. It's all bad. It's all really bad. Uh, you know, it's not bad. White Birch. Get down to Nashville, New Hampshire. Hit up the tap room. Address, please, Ray. 460 Amherst Street. They got flights. They got pints. They got something new go. every week. Uh, if you see it in the oh. stores, grab yourself a four-pack, grab yourself a six-pack. Whatever you're in the, in the mood for. Uh, wherever you get it, tell them the Simple Minds boys sent you White Birch Brewing. Uh, as we record here tonight, Tuesday, the Celtics are losing by 11, but that's fine because the Bruins officially sealed the deal. I know you got boys uh, recorded uh, early Sunday morning, early Sunday morning. So that was before game five. And uh, yeah, let's just run through it. Let's run through some of the reasons they won the series. We'll look ahead a little bit, but. You know, just to start us off from an overall standpoint, I just think the Bruins kind of own this series from, I don't know, middle of game three on, maybe overtime yeah. of game three on. I mean, they just impose their will. They always they pretty much for the for the duration of those games look like the better team. There were some flurries there by the Caps at a desperation and at least in game five and maybe in the third poor. Uh, period. Bill, third you period were, of we games about it. Yeah, third period of game three. That's scary. You know, if you look at it, you scored halfway through with that Marshawn power play, and then Dude, you were I looked running up, for not your to life. Interrupt you, but shots were thirty-nine to fifteen, and I was yeah. like, it didn't yeah. feel like that. But then you go back and think about it, you're like, oh yeah, they've been kind of peppering it. But it's an old. This was like an old school Bruins win, like loss. If you think about it, so you look at Bruins was 40, 45 shots on net. The other team one two goals. Bruins lose. Yeah, that you know, was I, normally yeah, that was the that case was a, under the, that was normally uh, the case. Yep, you know the early. Uh, sorry to cut you off. Where uh, my brain's not working. Shirelli in that in that team. So they would. It even goes back to the Byron Defoe era. Like you, you just look up and you're out. You're two to one in shots. Yeah, and you're losing four to one on the score sheet. It's like, dude, what the fuck? And that's what 
that game kind of felt like, but you were on the winning end of it. You know what I mean? Like even game three, again, you tied it with Marshawn. We were going back and forth. This dipshit didn't want to second in the first three games. So uh, I was on vacation. Anyways, do you see, you just come back and just ruin our flow. I just, I just can't. <laughs> no, but anyways, like you're running for your lives. And then in overtime, as soon as that over, first overtime hit in game three, you saw the real Bruins team. Like they just flipped the switch. Like it was over. You had your best game in game four, you know, throw out the penalties. You have four penalties, I believe five penalties. Like you were still going to the box, but you completely and utterly dominated. You saw David Pasnack get healthy or get on the score sheet. You need to get him going. You saw that game four and game five. He had a nasty goal in game five. Nasty. Just like nasty goal. I thought Taylor Hall's goal in game what three. Yeah. Was nasty. This was better. Oh yeah. You know, so now you're, you're, you've seen it. And then game five, again, you know, you're outshot two goals, four shots in the second period, basically, you know, and you gave up that goal right away in the third. You're like, Oh shit, here we go. Here we go. And then you weather the storm, you put the fucking, you know, some icing on the cake with the second goal. And that was it. Like it, it was nice to see them win. I did not expect this. I picked them to go win in seven. You know, it's great now because now you got Pittsburgh and um, Islanders are at three, two. So, I mean, that goes seven Bruins could have at least a week off. Yeah. Well, we'll get to it. Ray, uh, in terms of the, uh, you know, the, the reasons that they won the game through the overtime before that, the first two games, I thought the first line sucked outright sucked. They were no, Marshawn and pass Martian was a detriment. Pasternak was a zero. Bergeron wasn't helping anybody. The second line was really keeping you in it in the fourth line. Um, and you know, and then your defense kind of shit the bed in, in game one, two in game two, you kind of got lucky, I guess you'd call it. I mean, you played hard, but anyway, I, I think when that first line came alive, you really saw the Bruins, be the Bruins, yeah. you know, and that's, I mean, that, that's the difference maker. If you can get Marsha and Pasternak playing at the top of their game and Taylor Hall and Craig Smith are out there flying around and, and Krejci can be the distributor. That's going to be a tough team to beat, yeah. you know? And also I think the big hit on Kevin Miller, you saw the whole team rally around that. And it'll also flip the switch. They get, became more grittier, more fight. Like they were hitting more, you know, they're playing better. Barshan scored on that power play and then they just started rallying from that. And the caps just never had any answers for it between game four and five. So I think that hit really helped things out. I mean, yeah, when I said it to you guys, Marshan was going to be a big part of the series and you guys gave me shit the first two games because he did play like shit. He also averaged a penalty every game, which he can't be doing the next series on because he needs to be on the ice. He can't be in the penalty box, obviously. But yeah, Marshan, Bergeron, fucking Pasta. These guys have to be the guys that, you know, take that next step and bring this team to uh, the next round. Marshan's got to clean his shit up. Marshan's got to clean his shit up. It's like, pathetic. You can't have this in the playoffs. No, and no. you can't be getting a penalty every fucking game either like that. That's that's just... I mean, know, some he, of them are stupid, like unnecessary okay. roughness and just stupid on sports-like penalties. You're the like, dude, best two-way forward in the league. You got to cut that antagonizing shit out. Yeah. That's why you got a fourth line. You got to cut it out of your game, Marshan. You, you've done it for two or three years in the regular season. Then he gets in the playoffs and the pressure gets turned up a little bit and he goes back to his little fucking rat fink ways. It's like you have to cut that out of your goddamn game. It seems man. like it's the playoffs. Like, like you just said, it's the playoffs. He gets well, like, it gets him going, like, yeah, because you see him do it, and he gets, yeah. in, you know, but then he gets pit, and then he had some really big shots. I mean, yeah. he had an equalizer, he had a game winner, you know, even when he was getting those penalties and looking like shit, he was burying important shots. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, uh, so outside of that, which I, you know, those first two lines I think were were really good. Um, not a lot of talk about McAvoy and Grizzlick, but that first game they had him on. Correct me if I'm wrong, Bill, but I think they had him on the third 
uh, the Capitals' third line pairing. Like well, yeah, they were letting yeah. uh, oh, Ove- yeah. the Ovechkin line, uh, they were matched up against Kevin Miller and Jeremy and then Lozon. Boom, game two, they put McAvoy up against the, either the Ovechkin line or the Oshi line. Um, are they on the same line? I forget now. No, they're on different lines because uh, uh, he plays with Mantha, Ovechkin, and um, right. Baxter. Baxter's the first line. But the bigger point here is, you know, I you know McAvoy didn't have the biggest offensive explosion and, and impact in this series, but I thought as soon as they switched him on to uh, onto those top lines, you saw those top lines not go away, but it was a completely night and day difference between the game one and the, the explosiveness we saw out of Oshie and uh, and Ovechkin and those boys. They were yeah, swarming you- Ovechkin. Sorry to cut you off, Bill, but they were swarming Ovechkin. Like every he has, he lives in that corner spot off the faceoff, and they were just fucking swiping him. He couldn't even get a shot off. They're just peppering him every, every fucking time. It was yeah, awesome. and you kind of saw like you know you you mentioned game game two. They kind of made that switch, and that's Bruce uh, Bruce adjusting. You needed to see it. We were hoping that he would make some adjustments. You know, he doesn't like to play the matchups on the road. But he switched. He flipped the switch this time and got. If the Bruins some lose Charlie McAvoy, they're fucking done. They are done. He's he's led the NHL in ice time in the playoffs. He played eight minutes of fucking penalty kill the other night in Game Four because they had ridiculous amounts of penalties. This guy, you're seeing him. The reason why he should be a Norris Trophy contender this year. And if they lose him, they're fucked. Him and Grizzly right now are playing disgusting on that yeah. on that top and line. Thank God, Bruce Cassidy. We've been saying it since whenever the season started this year, January, that in the playoffs, McAvoy should be playing 30, 35 minutes. That's the type of player and that's the type of kid he is right now. And they're doing it and it's showing. It's like 27 a night right now. Yeah. It's nice to see. Good for and him. First um, power play unit too. That was a switch they made mid mid series, and you know that's paying off right now. And let's just quickly give you know the credit to to those third. I mean, Con, you know, Cliffy Hockey comes in, makes an impact. He brings his energy. Can't see him every night out there. You can't play the no, way he can't. plays every night. But even Tenorti jumping in in that last game and mixing up with Chara there, you know, these guys very easily could have come in and shit the bed and and allowed you know some goals to get out in front of Tuca, and they didn't. They held their own. And uh, you got to give him credit for that. I think, you know, that second pairing has been off and on, but Carlo has been pretty steady. So overall, yeah, I think, Bill, you're right. I think they clicked and you saw what the Bruins are capable of. And that's taken down one of the best teams in fucking hockey. I mean, you have to look at that and the way the East was this year and how tough they played each other and how stacked the Capitals are in talent. Obviously, their goaltending is was the difference. So yeah, Vanacek going down game one, you know, beautiful that's a- segue, Rich. Tuka Rask, where do you put him on the list? Let Raymond, where do you put him on the rest list? He played great. I mean, but like Bill and I talked the other day, he only had 19 saves in game five or game four, rather. I mean, that, he's not getting a lot of uh, pressure, so he's not really. It's the first round, so you really can't say anything. Let's see what happens when they play Pittsburgh or the Islanders. I mean, he usually fades when he starts getting further and further in the playoffs. So, I mean, he first owns, round, he owns Pittsburgh in the playoffs. So, owns them. And it doesn't look like they're going to be playing Pittsburgh though. Islanders are up, so. And I just uh, I know you guys talked about it the other day, so I'll just say my piece. Here's the here's the thing about Tugaras is back didn't flare up, and that's good, right? So that first game we we looked at it and said, okay, he's just okay. If he's going to do this, it's going to be rough. He turned it on and looked like it looked like Tugaras there for a few games and a few points at, at games where it, he doesn't make flashy saves. He's not out there flipping on his head, but every time you thought maybe they were they would be. You know, the attack was heavy. Tuca was there. He was he was he was in the position. He was cutting angles. He was doing what he needed to do. And that that tells me that at least he's pretty close to the top of his game. That doesn't solve the pooping the pants issue that Tuca has. You never got to an elimination game here. 
But uh, in terms of the injury and are they going to ride him or Swayman in the picture, Swayman's out. Unless there's an injury, you're not going to see Swayman for the playoffs. That's nope. decided. That's you're happening. right. You, you got to ride Rask. I mean, he's the, the, one of the pretty much the sole reason, in my opinion, one game three. Honestly, again, because the third period, you're fucking chasing the whole third period. You know, you, you tie the game, you're chasing the rent. You're chasing, chasing, chasing. So, I mean, I think he's the sole reason one game three. Game four and game five, good, not great. You know, I, I put him in the good, not great category for, for the, you know, the postseason so far. Like, he hasn't need he hasn't had to win you a game. Right. Right. Hasn't so stole it, you one yet. He hasn't stole you one yet, and, and I'm waiting to see that. Fun fact, Tugarass, 75 uh, play, career playoff games or whatever, he has the highest winning percentage, uh, highest – uh, save percentage in NHL history, minimum 75 games played. Nothing is justified until his name gets on the Stanley Cup that he fucking earned. And nothing. His face on your tattooed bottle. on your asshole. Never going to happen. <laughs> uh, all right. So go bees. Well done. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think they dominated. Can, oh, let me just quickly ask this question. Are the Caps becoming or have they become the dirtiest or the weaseliest team in the NHL? Obviously, Tom Wilson drags them to that plant, but Really, that hit on Kevin Miller. It seemed like they were getting dodgy, you know, and chippy there towards the end, kind of going high uh, a little more often than they should. They're not outright targeting players, but in Ovechkin, like Ovechkin's reputation before he won that cup was not just an underachiever, but just kind of a fucking dink. Like, Dan Marino, kind of a shithead. So uh, I don't know. I, I asked the question: Are they are they in that category? Uh, of weaseliest, nastiest. You got to put him up there with Tom Wilson just being uh, public enemy number one. He's the dirtiest player in the league right now. And that hit like on Kevin Miller, the guy left his feet. I, for, I always forget his fucking name that did it. Bill, if you know it. Orloff. Orloff, Orloff yeah. yeah. He left his feet. I mean, that was should have been suspended. No, but uh, it's just dirty shit like that they do. And every time you see Tom Wilson on the ice, you're like expecting something bad to happen to one of your players just because he has that kind of credibility to Bill- be dirty. Yeah, I agree. Bill, do you think it got in their heads that the Bruins were able to take that shit and then come back and still eat them up? You know, I don't think there's a lot of I think that that's a lot of their success. Ovech, you know, Ovechkin's your best player. He's big and mean and Russian, and you kind of go with that. And Tom Wilson is out there and a lot of teams are going to cower to it. We saw the Bruins basically do it against St. Louis. They couldn't really stand up to it uh, the whole time. Um do you, do you think that was a part that went in? Not maybe not the psyche, but just like yeah, we're giving these guys all they can, all we can get, and they're so they're just better. No, I don't think so. I think the refs had a big part of that. You know, they were getting pretty whistle heavy early. A lot of penalties in the first few games, especially game four of Bruins again had eight penalties, some ridiculous numbers. So I mean, you saw it, and I think they made more of an emphasis on it. So I think. Washington kind of backed off their game a little bit because they didn't want to put the, the Bruins on the power play. And then you have the Bruins kind of the same thing. They, they got the box 21 times. Their penalty kills. One of the big reasons they won this series, they were three for 21 on the power on the penalty kill on their power play, Washington, I should say. So, I mean, I think that's a big part of part of it. It was, I think the refs made an emphasis to fucking stop this shit. Cause you saw it early with the matching penalty. I think it was Tom Wilson and Brad Marshawn in what game two, where it, it was the stick over the head yeah. of the ref. And he called it right away. So it's like you're kind of seeing that shit, and I think that had a lot to do with it. And Washington kind of backed off because they weren't getting away with it. Yeah. You know, you think you're going to start getting away with it in the, the postseason, but no, they made an emphasis on it. You saw it game one. It was Well, pr- then I'm going to say that you agree. You just think that the refs took it away. Toot toot. Um, who do you want to see, Pens or Islanders? Quickly. We'll, we'll get into it more as, as we get closer. 
Uh, now, obviously, we saw the Pens lose in ridiculous fashion. There oh, my that. God. Yeah. Samsonov's goal? Give up? Oh, nothing compared to this. Jesus Christ. Anyways, I'd pra- I I like Pitt just because of the, you know, the little bit of the struggles. Yeah, you're going to have to win a grind against Islanders. You know, their, their defensive system is disgusting. I don't like the way they play. I think it's, I think it's going to be more exciting to play Pittsburgh. And you went five and three against Pittsburgh this year. You know, and you, you beat them pretty handily in a lot of those games. And I just think you're more talented. I don't care that they got, you know, Malkin and, and Crosby and Latang there. I just think you're just as good, if not better, on the on the, your top two lines than they are. And you have a goal, you have a you have the goaltender advantage. I think with um, Varlamov there in, in the Islanders, I think Bar- Varlamov right now is a better goalie than Tugarask. I don't know if the Bruins are equipped to win two two to one, three to three to two games right now, just the way Tuker hasn't been solid. So I give me Pittsburgh for right now. And again, he's fucking owned them. The last time he played yeah. in 2013, two goals in four games, they swept them. Disgusting. Ray, yeah, give, give me Pitt just so I can see Sidney Crosby cry on the ice one more time. Yeah, it'll be more fun. It'll be more fun. It'll be more more juice there. Um, although the Islanders, are, I don't think, are nearly as talented. But um, all right, uh, yeah. Um, okay, so let's move on just quickly around the NHL. We got. I got to touch on the Oilers, Bill. I think we did a show together last week or the week before about uh, the Oilers in, in Toronto being a fun series there with McDavid and. Um, Dice, I don't know how he pronounced his fucking name. Uh, swept, swept by the Winnipeg Jets. One goal for Connor McDavid in the whole fucking series, all four games. Did they got a McDavid problem or they got an Oilers problem? Gretzky just uh resigned today as whatever, whatever title he had there. He's going to make some money in TNT being an announcer, or is it just the Oilers? What's the deal? How do you fucking get swept with the best player in hockey? Yeah, it's. It, I don't think it's a McDavid problem. He's the best player in hockey. You know, Mike Smith, their starting goal goaltender, was terrible in all four games. He blew a four-one lead in Game Three. You know, I mean, I just thought that they were just. It's a shame. I thought we thought they were going to roll the Jets. You know, we both picked them to roll the Jets, and it's crazy. I mean, I, yeah, I don't think it's a McDavid problem. It's an Edmonton problem. And again, I again they have. Ken Holland or whatever his fucking name is there from Detroit. It's up there and he's going to start trying to build all build around these guys. Now you have to, I mean, you got two of the top 10, 12 players in all of hockey. You got to build around them. And I, we kind of alluded to it earlier in our Texas change. You got to draft. Well, you got to build the young talent around these guys because they're cost effective. You look at Pittsburgh, they won back to back Stanley cups with this model. And then again, with Chicago Blackhawks, they surrounded Duncan Keith and Taze and Kane with a lot of these guys, Brett Seabrook, all these guys that were there on our cheaper deals. And then they brought up Patrick Sharp when they, he was there too. They brought these guys up from their, their farm system and plugged it. This is why like the Bruins, if they hit on 2015, they would have won a cup by now because you're bringing that young talent. You probably don't have David back you don't have them spending their money on shitty free agents when you could have hit on DeBrusque or you could have hit on uh, Sinitian or I don't even get the other guy's name. Cause he yeah, Sanish and Zobro, uh, oh. Kyle Connor, uh, just for a little salt in the wound, got that game winner the other night. So he was drafted after all three of those guys as well. Um, yeah, I, well, here's what I think about the, if it was a regular season, I think that they're a borderline playoff team. They probably don't even make it. That's what I think. I just don't think they're that good. I don't think they're that good. I mean, Connor McDavid is undeniable, but that North division was weak for a long time. They were weak. Toronto. I don't think Toronto's that good. I get the talent, but if you take Toronto and match it up against this year for the rest of their years, yeah. Austin Matthews looks like he's come into his own, but you know, even even them, you're seeing a little bit of a chink in the army here in the playoffs. So I just think that North Division was weak. They kind of sucked up there in Canada and Edmonton took advantage of it. And, uh, you know, the Jets have been sneaky, kind of tough for a few years. 
Uh, don't ask me who's on their fucking roster because who pays attention to the Winnipeg Jets? But they, they've been playoff. floating around the playoffs and making. Yeah, trying Blake to make Wheeler's there. He's. <clears> they went to the Stanley Cup Finals a long, not too long ago, I think. No. They yes, did they not. did. No, what about the Winnipeg Jets? Yeah. Yeah. What do you want to yeah. bet? I wouldn't Hold bet on. it. I wouldn't take it, Ray. All right, let's move through the uh, hockey here so we can move on. Uh, the Avs sweep the Blues. Are they the team to beat? For me, it's them or the Bruins, honestly. I'd throw Tampa in. You know, yeah, I, I, good call. Tampa, Tampa's going to get, you know, they get, they're getting healthy. I think it's a three-team race, Bruins, uh, Colorado, and Tampa. Those are the three teams to beat. You know, they're they're right up right up there. Lightning are up 3-2 over uh, the Panthers. Leafs are up 2-1. Again, we'll see what Toronto does. I mean, they're, they're, you got to get past you got to get past their history, which is no easy thing. That's the Red Sox. Excuse me, the Winnipeg Jets clinched in forty six. What two thousand eighteen? They so, clinched what now? They went to the Stanley Cup Finals in two thousand eighteen. The Winnipeg Jets. Yes. Do you want me to say it one more time? Dig face. I don't Just, remember. I don't remember that. The Jets was- beat the Nashville Predators five to four in a shootout and clinch a spot in the Stanley Cup. Oh, wait, hold on. Yeah, exactly. Nashville went to the fucking finals that year. You, yeah. Oh, I want to say a bad word, but I'm not going to because I'm because <laughs> well, did they lose to no, nope, never mind. That was 2019. Yeah, no, yeah. sorry. I read it wrong. I'm yeah, sorry. Of course, you did. I'm sorry. I can admit I was wrong. Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, speaking of the Preds, they're tied with the Hurricanes 2 2. Golden Knights are up 3 2 over the Wild. Uh, those. Last three don't mean anything to me until we get to the next series. So uh, let's move on to our next segment. Julio Jones and the New England Patriots. I know you guys talked about it on the Monday show, but new information today, Wednesday or Tuesday, as we uh, as we go through the weeks here, Julio Jones narrowed his teams down to two teams that he would like to be traded to. I don't know if he has any fucking say over it. I don't think he does, but it's the Tennessee Titans and the New England Patriots. We heard earlier in the week that he wanted, or last week or weekend, that he wanted to play with Cam Newton. Shannon Sharp called him live on air. People want to say that that was not set up. You're an idiot. But either way, the awesome. quote out of that was from Julio Jones. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> Speaking about the Atlanta Falcons Dude, he, he requested it months ago, it sounds like. Like, it was... It's, Doesn't well, this feel like it came out of nowhere? Like, no, I didn't. I, there, I'd never heard of strife with Julio Jones and the Atlanta he Falcons. He wants to win. He would just... Matt Ryan's is he's lost something on his deep ball. He wants to win. Instead, let's go to fucking New England where Cam Newton can't throw a 10 fucking yards. Good luck, Julio. Yeah, that's a little bit uh that's a little bit perplexing. I, I don't I don't I mean he said he wanted to play with Cam Newton. I don't know exactly what that Why? means, but uh here's a here's a broader look at it, right? There's I know cap space can be manipulated and moved, but there's like four or five teams with enough room to take on his 15 million. That would be this year. If he doesn't restructure, is that something he's thinking about? Is that something the reason the Pats are thinking about it? What's your overall vibe as with the new information here today about Julio Jones? I would love for him to be here. I mean, that'd be the perfect piece to end the great off season for the Patriots, but I just don't see him coming here with Cam Newton, throwing the ball to any one of these guys is going to make a difference. I mean, you could have Jerry Rice come on the team back in his prime and with Cam Newton thrown, you ain't going to get him the ball. So you need someone that's going to get him the ball. So maybe this is a Mac Jones thing because I believe he has two years left on his deal. So maybe this is like the writing on the wall that this is going to be Mac Jones, little piece that he's going to be playing with later on. But for Cam to, for him wanting to come and play with Cam, I just don't see it. Let me give you this. If you're if if Julio Jones comes to the New England Patriots, looking at it from a Bill Belichick standpoint, I cannot believe 
that he thinks that it's for Cam Newton because I think his deal has this year plus two more, Ray. So I oh, think okay. it's three years. I think it's okay. 15 million and then 11 and 11 or something like pretty manageable the next and year. And he signed like cap. for like three for 70 a couple yeah, of years. Yeah, the guy's ago. made over $100 million in 120, his career. 120. So I have to think the same way that Bill Belichick went out and traded a first round pick for Brandon Cooks because he wanted a guy to make Jimmy Garoppolo better. I got to imagine Bill Belichick is doing a little bit of that right now, especially if he goes out and gets Julio Jones, that Mac Jones is the recipient of these moves, not Cam Newton. I just have to believe that because good God, Cam Newton still blows. Yeah. <laughs> like He's blown for several years. Nothing new is going to happen. He will be somewhat better because their offense now is significantly better. If they get Julio Jones, they'll outright be stacked, but they're not winning with Cam Newton. Doesn't just feel like it doesn't feel right to get Julio Jones right now. It doesn't feel right. There's not, there's no one running the ship. It, it, it's, it's like feels dirty. There's, there's not a, you're getting too good to just fucking blow it in the wild card round. That's what it yeah. feels like to me. Yeah. And you think you just mentioned uh, Brandon cooks for Garoppolo. Brandon Cooks wasn't a 31-year-old wide receiver, too, right? So, I mean, if you're planning to get for the next quarterback, if you don't want to start Mac this year, so if you're planning for Julio for this and next year with one year at Cam Newton in the middle, he's not the guy you want to invest in. Again, he's a 31-year-old wide receiver who had uh, hamstring issues last year. It's That's his first major blow to his uh, career, though. I know, but he's always yeah, mixed he's up always with ankle. Floyd, he's missing. He miss yeah, he's always. I feel like he's. Yeah, but they're always all, not in it. So probably Atlanta shuts him down early. You know, doesn't matter. He's still questionable even when they're in it. Like there's maybe that's tags. why he hates Atlanta. Maybe maybe that's all. Maybe that's all related. And he'd come here and be an Iron Man. I'll tell you. I'll take a 31 year old Julio Jones over a 23 year old Brandon Cooks any day of the week. Mm -hmm. No, I know, but I, I me too. But I'm just saying, like your analogy were not analogy because it, it, yeah. it was true. Like I don't think it would be this year. Like it, that would to me, if they were doing that to get Mac Jones, like he would start week one. And if you get if you get Julio Jones, I will switch my tune and say Mac is the number one starter because again. You're not going to have a happy Julio when you have a run first offense, which is what you're going to have yeah. in Cam Newton. You're building your offensive line around that. You're building the running backs. You just signed it. You just drafted a 250 pound fucking running back. You're going to run with this team. So, I mean, like that, this is where they're at. And Julio's a fucking diva. He's going to get pissed off when he's not getting the football a hundred times a year. Right. So, I mean, yeah, think that's about what that. they said too. They said that he averages over hundred catches a year and Cam threw for 242 last year. <laughs> Math <laughs> isn't there, baby. Either way, I, I think the plan for Mac is week eight or after, either, regardless of what happens. But, um, well, interesting to see. The Pats are never a team uh, without drama around them for whatever reason, for whatever reason. Uh, last thing on the NFL before we move on quickly to the other stuff. Aaron Rodgers breaks his silence on, with Kenny Mayne on Kenny Mayne's last. We didn't talk about the Kenny Mayne thing either. That's you bullshit want, you what they did to, to him. That's bullshit what they did to him. They've been, ESPN's been purging people for years. No, they offered him – they cut his salary in half and offered him a job back, and he's like, no, yeah. and left. Fuck like, that's, that's a slap in the face. Guy's been there since fucking almost 30 years. He's, been, he's literally one of the best, like, uh, sports center hosts. Him and fucking Stuart Scott were the two best. I think yeah. Rich Eisen was up there too. Dan Pelt. Uh, yeah, Dan, Dan, like Dan Patrick and stuff. But like, I think those two are my personal favorites. And then yeah. they, they kick him out like that. Come on, dude. Yeah. Fuck well, off. The mothership, they suck. I watched sports in today for the first time in a long time. Some a year and I just have basic cable and it was on. It's awful. 
I mean, it's terrible. It's dude. Terrible. I don't even watch it. Like, I'll just go. I don't online. ever watch it. It's the LeBron James it. highlight show. That's all it is. That's all they talk about is LeBron James. It's fucking. So, uh, all right, don't get caught in the weeds because in that segment it was uh, Kenny May and Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers said that there's a philosophy problem in Green Bay. He doesn't have a problem with uh, Jordan Love. He doesn't have a problem with the coaching staff. He doesn't have a problem with the fans. There's great people. An organization should be built with the people in mind, not with the uh, corporation in mind. Blah, 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 blah. They drafted a guy, didn't give, didn't give him the $100 million extension he wanted at 37 years old, and now he's forcing away, his way into town. Is there any other? Is there any other angle to this? No. Is he like, is there any, it, 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 not whether he's right or wrong to do it, but that's what's happening, right? He just, show me, he's just, show me the money. Yeah. Show me the money. Yeah. He just doesn't like that someone got drafted underneath him. And uh, there's a, there's an exit strategy against him. So it's karma. He, it's coming full circle. What happened to Favre with him is happening now with love in him. It's, well, he's just it's 37 years old. Like, what the fuck do you expect the, the goddamn team to do? Same yeah. with Brady and Garoppolo. Like, no one knew you were going to play to 50, Brady. No one knew you were going to get the magic juice from whatever you're getting it. COVID Steroids. juice and play to 50. And maybe Aaron Rodgers will, too. Maybe this is what he needs to light a fire in his ass and play for another five years instead of hosting fucking Jeopardy. But the, he, he did say one line that uh, I threw a wrench in it because I, I got the MVP, which this guy fucking sucks. This guy is such a dink. Yeah, he's a he's a very hateable man, and I don't know if you saw it. Also, that instead of going to voluntary workouts today, he was playing uh, doing karaoke in Hawaii on a fucking guitar. Good for him. I would have done the same thing. I don't give a shit. It's the players' league. I, I'm all for these guys demanding trades, all that shit. But you know, he was Go he did that on purpose. He did that on purpose. Care. He said, "Take my fucking video while but I Bill, do this." Bill, why is he demanding a trade? Green Bay's been good. They were in the they were in the NFC Championship game. Like it's, he had a I chance to win, and he well. lost. I know. I, I just think it's kind of the Brady thing. You've been there 16 years. Brady was in New England 20. Again, you just run your course, I think. And I just think you, it's time for a change. That being said, as much as he's a fucking cunt, give me some Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> From one give cunt me, to another. Give me some Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I do. Come on. You're not going to. I mean, yeah, sure. If you're, the, if you're the Patriots and you can dump Cam Newton, take Aaron Rodgers for uh, the last year of his contract and whatever else. Then, and then yeah, move on course. to Mac Jones. Perfect. Yeah, Let's go. Of course. But that's never gonna, that's never going to happen. Um, all right. Real quickly. Um, I have to uh, we have to do a quick break because I didn't pull this up. Bill, you got any uh, you got any CBD you can throw you can throw on your shoulder. I do. Yeah. Back to basics. Right. That's the yeah. one I have. I just, wow. I just actually, I just used the last of it. So yeah, I've had it since November, I think somewhere around there. I mean, it lasted a long time. It was a, the roll on one. It does pretty good for me, for my shoulder. I mean, I have chronic shoulder pain, so it kind of. Is that the does... icy hot kind of stuff? Yeah. Yeah. I like, yeah. It's got a little tinge to it, like a minty ting, yeah. like smell to it. Yeah. It, it does does good for me I'm a, I'm a more topical guy i'm not much of a cbd drops or anything like that but for their for a topical i've tried a lot, a lot of them it's it's actually one of the ones i really liked well there you go billy billy bad words on the sponsor pitch back to basics uh, cbd is the is the newest product we're working with right now uh this was dr tom who we interviewed at the f- very early on in the show Hmm. way a long time ago who's also uh, a coach i think he's a football coach and he's a doctor so you know it's good back to basics i think they're out of rhode island uh natural cbd products for better health uh you can actually get a free cbd sample that's automatically shipped to you with every order if you jump on go to back to basics 
basicsllc.com. That's B-A-K, the number two, basicsllc.com for your natural remedies. You don't need a medical card. You don't need a prescription, nothing. Uh, if you're um, familiar with CBD products, then you know that. If you're not, it's great for pain, anxiety, sleep, wellness. Just it's, a, it's another natural remedy that you can add into your uh, vitamins, whatever the fuck else you do. For Ray and I, it's uh, a copious amount of alcohol. Uh, Bill does a lot of the other weed things. But I actually, I do the, I have CBD and I put it on the bottom of my feet before I sleep. And every night I do that, I sleep like a goddamn baby. Yeah, I mean, Pro dude, tip. It's, it's great for, you know, aches and pains, especially, you know, people, are, some of our older listeners, I mean, great on your knees. I use it on my knee and my shoulder and it works pretty good. I mean, it works better on my knee. You know, so your knees some, and shoulder hurt? Just my right one. It's very old. <laughs> old, dude. It's old baseball. There's one injury. motion for that. Uh, back to basics. Back to basicsllc.com. The old baseball injuries. Sure. Uh Uh, Go get your CBD products and get a free sample (laughs) with every order. You can order it on their website. We'll throw it up there on the, on the uh, show, but back to basicsllc.com. Okay. Let's breeze through uh, some baseball and some basketball talk. We'll start basketball. The Celtics are currently getting blown up by 20 in game two of the nets. We knew this was going to happen. They had their chance in game one. They didn't capitalize. Surprise, surprise. So forget about the series. They're going to get swept probably. But Robert Williams had nine blocks in game one. He was making sports center. He was all over the place. Is the best thing that happened out of the series is Robert Williams showing out for a trade piece? Yep. As much as I'd like to keep him, but I mean, if just keep raising that value. You know, that's a, that's a, you know, at some point maybe you can package him with the Kemba deal and just dump Kemba's contract. I mean, that's, you know, you want him as a piece like that. You know, if he, he if he starts playing, like, say, makes that little leap like, like Bam Adebayo, Dwight Bosch made in the playoffs. Thank last you. Year. I, was, I, I didn't know who you were talking about there. I, oh, I learned to pronounce his real name. <laughs> but, no, like <laughs> – Dwight Bosch is so much better. Yeah, it really is. This is what you kind of need. You know, if you, if you can get him where, again, you get him a top 15 big guy in the league, top 20 big guy in the league, that's a good commodity – trade piece that you can move and again if you if it takes him to get rid of Kemba or another shit contract I mean that's a move yeah keep up in your value and let's go well here's one Ray um no I don't think this is this is a real possibility but it's something to put on the radar because in the offseason we know the Celtics need major moves next question is do the do the Celtics do they have the balls to do it we'll get there but if Robert Williams can project himself to a top 20 big guy top 15 big guy like Bill's saying you package him with a contract and Kemba Walker, some young players, and your 16th overall pick, which you're going to be this year because you're going to lose. You're going to get swept. You're going to be 16th pick. Can you go get someone disgruntled like a cat? Your guy, right? Oh, God. That'd be amazing. <laughs> no, that's no, that, that, Robert that'd Williams be, is that'd the, be the key move to, to do. An Aaron Neesmith, uh, uh, Romeo Langford. Uh, you look at the Kevin Garnett deal. I know that the that Minnesota got fleeced because. Uh, because you know the the Kevin the McHale, Kevin Dude, McHale think about it. they had to thing throw there. Theo Ratliff in that trade just to make the salary. Work. But Big Al, you have to remember, Al, <laughs> Big know, Al was a double double machine. He those early years. He was going to be the big guy. He was going to be the big guy. And he ended up being an all star. You don't have a young all star on this roster to trade for any type of shit coming back other than Jalen Brown, and Jason Tatum. So if Robert Williams can show out here against the best, if not one of the best teams in the East or in the league, against three perennial all stars and Hall of Famers here on the Nets. You know, I think that's the best thing that can come out of this series other than Ray. Maybe Jason Tatum 
can er develop some leadership skills, be kicked in the teeth with a loss in the playoffs and say, fuck, that sucked. I'd like to go back to the conference finals. Danny, can we make some changes? I don't know. What, 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 what's more valuable to you? Do you think that the Tatum thing is even a possibility or is it, or should we just be hoping Robert Williams gets 10 block a game? Robert Williams gets 10 blocks a game. Yeah. I, th I don't think the Tatum thing is a realistic thing. I just think he doesn't care. He's just going through the motions like he has been all season. It's going to be over. He wants to go hang out with his fucking son and his two girlfriends that Bill says, and that's going to be that. But yeah, if Robert Williams can come, come become that guy, he's going to be the perfect trade piece to go get you a guy like Cat. Oh, that just made me so happy hearing you say that. Um, I, all right. So let me say quickly about the Tatum thing. I think that if he shows out in this series, if they don't get swept, if they are a little bit competitive and he shows a little bit of leadership, then that's a benefit to your team. I, I think it's a benefit to your team, but then you got to go out and make the changes in the off season. And if they go six competitive with the nets, does that just give Danny too much ammunition to come back with the core of this team and not make major moves? Like, should we be hoping they get swept? So Danny's I hope they forced get swept. To move fucking, oh, they're going to get you swept. You guys were hoping they, they right would, now. You were hoping they would miss the playoffs. Yeah. Hey, I called it. Well, I wanted to miss playoffs two months ago. Ray jumped on the train the last week of the season. So yeah, you did. Doesn't no, look good I, I do want to, I do want to see changes. They ha force his hand. It has to make changes again. A very disappointing season. You had high hopes coming up from the Eastern Conference Finals last year, which, let's be real, they should have won, and they could have very or very easily could have won and should have won in our our opinions. They were a better team than Miami. Yeah. They probably would have probably played better against the Lakers, you know, with the team we had last year, with especially if Gordon Haywood got healthy for the finals. <laughs> this year was a very very hey he gutted it through in the playoffs. Give him some fucking credit. He gutted rubbed it some through dirt that Miami. It, right? Yeah, he yeah, rubbed some pussy. dirt on it. And now you're calling him a pussy. Anyways, but yeah. Get swept, make some changes. You realize Kemba can't play back-to-backs anymore. You know, I mean, we're at we're at a crossroads here because now your older talent on, on the team is vastly aging as we speak, whereas the young players on the team haven't got to the point where we were hoping year three, year four, that where they are now, right? So you're at a crossroads. You, you can't compete with the best teams in the league right now because you're aging veterans and your bench sucks. Yeah, you're in a rebuild. Celtics Nation, you are in a rebuild. You got to package that Kemba contract with a first-round pick and some young talent, and go get something in return. Even Marcus Jay Smart, Mark Smart, and Marcus, Williams, you got to move Kemba, Marcus Smart. Those, you got to hope Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum um, figure it out and want to win, and don't just want to be divas. Uh, Seventy-one forty-seven. Just so you guys. Oh God, I can't yeah. wait to watch this game as soon as we're done. I think the first quarter. Uh, shot percentages were 38% for the Celtics and 62% for the Nets. So a whole lot of defense playing being played here in the Red Sox or on the uh, Celtics side. So, uh, Tatum, Tatum, so real quick, Tatum, seven points. Yeah. And he just looked like an asshole going in the lane. Uh, <laughs> Red Sox, Red Sox schedule to close out the show here. Starting in June is bananas. Going to learn a lot. They lost first place because the Rays went nuts and won 11 in a row. Uh, half game out of first, right uh, half game up on the Yankees. Um, well, they got five games up on the Blue Jays. Yeah. Um, Vlad so just a hit little... a jack, too. That team's. <laughs> they're they're cooking. Uh, but starting in June, you got a series against the Astros. You got a series against the Yankees, back against the Astros. Then you got the Blue Jays. Then you got the Braves, who have been struggling, but are still good. Uh, you got a break with the Royals. Then you got the Rays. Then you got the Yankees, and you finish with the Royals. That is a that is a brutal 30 days. How many days are in June? 
30. 30. Boom. Numbers guy. That's a brutal. <laughs> that's a brutal 30 days, man. Is the AL East the best, the, the most competitive, the best division in, in baseball right now? Right Absolutely. Now, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you got to think the Red Sox can theoretically win 90 games and still not make the playoffs. You know, I mean, the way Tampa's playing, they're good. They're so fucking talented, you know, even with their bullpen games. And then the Yankees don't sleep on them. I mean, they're, they're getting healthy. Stanton should come back this week. They got reinforcements in the pitching game with Louis, uh, Louis Severino coming back probably by the end of June. You know, I said on a show on Sunday or our Monday headline show, I'm not ready to, to change my prediction on the Sox. I, I still like them at 82, 83 wins, honestly. And this next stretch, I'll believe they're for real. If they can make it through this stretch, you know, 10 or 15 wins, I should say somewhere in that range, then I'll, I'll start thinking this team is for real, but yeah, you, you have just brutal. The yeah, AL East, you know, you're playing 19 games against these teams and they're fucking brutal. It's going to be a dogfight all year. If I'm not mistaken, I don't think you played Tampa yet. So I think uh, you played least, Tampa in the, yeah, the set, you swept yeah. Tampa, swept the, Tampa. Sorry. But yeah, that, the was Yankees before, yet. that was before they were good. You know, and you're yeah. seeing it now. They're getting good pitching. You know, I fucking they're they're good. They're yeah. Ugh. Tyler Glass now is their ace down there, and he's he's disgusting. Nasty. He's disgusting. Yeah, Ray. If they come, I, I think if they come out of June uh, 500, sniff the All Star break, go get some help. Um, Chris Sale is on track to pitch this year, so you want to talk about Severino? Chris Sale yeah. is gonna. Chris kills if they're still in it. Chris Sale is going to give them a uh, a jolt there. So yeah, well, come, July or August for him? No, it's looking like maybe All Star break now. I mean, yeah, he's, I, he's been ramping oh, up. Wow. I think he's, he's starting on the to, mound. He's pitching yeah, on he the is. mound. They're they're just looking. At, they're starting to stretch him out now. So yeah, he's throwing he's throwing just fastballs. But I mean, next step he's going to start mixing in that slider he's got. And I mean, you're going to see it. they're they're going to baby him. But yeah, I, I would expect right around the All Star break before, if not after, he, he's going to be right up in that first week. You know, before or after the All-Star break, he'll be right up there. Here's what I'll just say about this. Enough with the goddamn uh, – oh, my God. Sorry. The, my, Michael Chavis, Chavis being sent down to the minors. Just keep him up. What, what, what's, the, what's the fucking left fielder's name? Uh, Franchi. He's hitting 170-something, 194. You have no outfielders. You don't have any true outfielders. I mean, you think about it, you have Franchi Cordero. He sucks at outfielder. But Marwin Gonzalez isn't that great. So, I mean, yeah, you got to look at – Verdugo yeah, will, he's your only true outfielder, really. Yeah. I mean, uh, Marlon Gonzalez. I mean, uh, Hunter Renfro. Sorry, you you do got, but that's two. You have two real outfields. You need them. You need them. All your guys like or your platoon guys are all fucking. I mean, Kiki Hernandez is not a. He's better second baseman than he's an outfielder. I, I'm okay with them sending him down. Get him. I want him playing all the time because you. I want him to fine tune that. I said That's my that's my point. I said Franchi down and keep Jeff. So Franchi getting, getting paid. I don't. He might be out of no, options. He's like eight hundred K. What, we got to look. I got to look at his options because if he's out of options, he really can't without losing them. I mean, do you see his jack the other night? I'm not saying he's turning the corner, but that fucking was a monster home. I run. bet he clears waivers. Um, all right, well, that's Red Sox talk. Let's see what let's see what they do in June here. Um, it what a, that's going to be a fucking tough month, man. Uh, this has been the Silver Mind Sports Show Wednesday edition, May 26th. Good to see you, boys. Welcome back. Yeah. Getting back Welcome. in the swing of things here. We'll uh, we'll see everybody on Friday. Check out our Thursday interview with uh, CJ, the VP, Vice President of the, uh, of the, uh, sorry. Vermont Lake Monsters. Vermont Lake Monsters. Some, for some reason I had the Monarchs in my head because I was thinking Manchester and that's, that's not right. Uh, The Lake Monsters on Thursday. Okay. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
God, the Celtics suck. Yep. Yeah. 71 47 at half. Just pack it in. Just go home. Yo, did you get semen in your fucking webcam lens? Is that what's going on? It's a work computer. I don't jack off my work computer. I jack off your mom's.